is still Tony here. Hey, hey, we got a saying in the deep. It's called what up, though. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? In Atlanta, they say what's happening. What's happening? In H Town, they say what it do. What it do? I wanna welcome y'all to Detroit when we say what up, though. That's right. So when you hear this song, I want you to say, hey. What up, though? What up, though? We back, episode nine. We have nothing to talk about, so we're just gonna we're just gonna wing the whole fucking thing. <laughs> no, not really. We got we got a couple things we want to talk about. First off, we wanted to put a disclaimer out there though, because like the. What is it? It's like July 18th and people are still doing fireworks. Right. It's <laughs> no, really, it it's really, it's really the 6th. Really the but I don't know. these niggas is, are fooling today. I mean, it's mortars and shit, everything. So, just just a uh, forewarning. Uh, it does sound like Afghanistan right now. Right. It, it is literally bombs over Baghdad <laughs> today, but, you know, we're going to talk through it. So. No remorse. We have, like... Y'all used to background noise, and I don't care about it. Y'all don't care about it, so. Shit's loud, though. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, thanks for uh, for listening. We finally fixed, if, for those that haven't seen any of our tweets or Facebook posts, uh, we finally fixed the issue of uh, the latest couple of episodes that wasn't posted to iTunes. So, that's all taken care of. So, if you... Uh, Listen to I, listen on iTunes. If you don't listen to iTunes, just subscribe and rate it. Anyway, uh, anyway. So we appreciate that. Uh, Basically, it helps us. It helps let iTunes know that people give a fuck about the podcast, and that can lead to uh, that can lead to rankings where you know we could be like ranked in the top whatever podcast, and which could lead to advertising. And personally, I don't do this for future profits or anything like that, but I'm also not going to sit here and just, like, <laughs> not pretend like I don't care. Like, it'd be nice, you know, to to get famous or popular and get some advertising revenue and whatnot, so... Hey, this shit could pay me a car note or something. I'd be good, shit. I don't give a fuck. I, you know, it's funny. I saw... It's, it's someone it's has the, a... It's to buy me food for <laughs> right, it. Right, right. <laughs> I'd be straight. I saw on some... Uh, I mean, I wanted to ask you this, too, what you thought. I saw on some podcast that they, on their website... They had a uh, donate button where they had people that, I guess, maybe donated to the show or something to cover costs or something. Mm, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to ask people to pay. All right, fuck like, that I mean, shit. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sure a, a couple of people will probably throw a little bit of money just to be supportive or whatever. But ultimately, if we made, if we had a donate button and we made like 20 bucks, we just spend on cigars and then it's over. Like, I'd rather have, like, a consistent right, right. advertising revenue if we're going to make money off of this in any kind of way. But that's not my goal. I enjoy doing it too much to... I mean, and, and we do money. we do pay to, like, do this shit. Yeah, it does cost a little bit of money. But, but it's fun. It's, it's, it's entertaining costs. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's fun to do it, so I don't really care. And this is my getaway for the week. Like, I work so many hours lately. This is my only real time to dike, relax, and chill. So I don't mind spending a little bit of money to do something I enjoy. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, oh, so this episode is sponsored by, or not sponsored by, Burnett Sweet Tea Vodka. I haven't had Burnett's in a long time, but 
when I first started drinking sweet tea vodka, I was living in California, and I was putting everybody back here up on Firefly. That was my shit. And I was yeah, drinking, I remember. I was drinking Firefly vodka all the time. And then when I moved back here, I had to find a job, and I first got a job at Target. It was the only retail job I've ever worked, but y'all know places like Target, Walmart, fast food places, they don't pay shit, so... I wasn't making that much money, so when I wanted sweet tea vodka, I I went to Burnett's. Like it did not cost a lot of money, and it it's pretty good. Like it's not like it's you drink it and think like, oh, this is way worse than Firefly. It's it's passable. It's fine. So and that with lemonade is fucking awesome. So yep. So that works out. So I, let me go start with uh, some of our uh, our fan mail. It Ooh. makes it makes me feel a lot 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 bigger than I really am. But Switching it up, starting with the fan mail. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, unless you got any other stuff you want to start with, we can start no, with fan mail. I'm cool with that. We, we can that. start with one or two. Uh, so, one of our questions. Um, damn, I don't want to butcher her name. I don't know if she want me to Which say one? her name. Uh, Taisha. Taisha. Like. It's Taisha. All right. Ta- cool. Ta- yeah, I'm gonna say Taisha. Let's go with and if we say it wrong, she hopefully she'll correct yeah, us. Yeah, if she can let us know, y'all niggas stupid. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's something totally different. Right? It's not. It's not Taisha. But I'm like, cool. But it's Tiffany. Just Wait, Tiffany. What? <laughs> it's Tamira. All right. Uh, but uh, hey, guys. First off, love the show. So I'm, do we. So do we. Thank you. Uh, I am very curious as two very heterosexual men. Yes. Oh, I suppose I'm like. I like that. Like, the fact that <laughs> not only did she just know that we're heteros- heterosexual men, but we are two very hetero- heterosexual men. I'm glad that we put that kind of <laughs> off, you know, so there, so there is no unmistakably, like, m- m- no mistake. Yeah. So, I, I appreciate that. I'm glad it's obvious that we're very heterosexual. That's, I, that's nice. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. her noticing that. Not that it'd be bad if I was gay, but, like, I, I, I'm glad that my very heterosexualness comes through. <laughs> Thank you. I, I pride myself of being very heterosexual. Yeah. So. I think it's regular heterosexual with hair. <laughs> like, <laughs> you got regular heterosexuals and you got heterosexuals with beards and shit like that. That's, that's very heterosexual. And that's I sw- my guess. I switch beards up every now and then. So, yeah. But long as she can tell. Um, I'm very curious. There's two heterosexual men. Very. very excuse me. Very <laughs> heterosexual very men. What are your opinions on this new wave or whatever it is of support? Of these supposedly other heterosexual men wearing women's clothing, I've been noticing that a lot with athletes, musicians, etc. Man, the fireworks are going off right. crazy. This is, this is what we was talking about. Huh, okay. Athletes, musicians, etc. have been doing this. I remember in the earlier podcast that you guys touched on gender roles in society. Do you think that this is maybe their way of breaking that barrier, or is it something else? I really like to know. Well, well, I see it a lot at the NBA. Well, once uh, punk the ass, fireworks were not this bad before we started. Dude, why it's did like it just they start happening like right now? <laughs> it's like they knew that we. It's like almost one of just paused and watched the show and shit. Right. I can't. Oh, okay, I was. I can't even actually see anything. But these motherfuckers. Yeah. So when the when the I started noticing a lot when the NBA started implementing a dress code, you started seeing these guys that you know started dressing a little different. Um, but now I see it a lot. Like, uh, what's the guy from 
Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is probably <laughs> the the he he is a habitual line stepper of, of clothing. Like he wears like culottes and fucking cut off shirts and. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, suspenders with no shirt on. Yeah, no shirt. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? I I don't know. I don't get it. I. Why are you dressing like Duracho Marks in uh, 2014? Yeah, I mean, it's like he's taking like the whole Andre 2000 like five years ago thing like way too serious, man. I. I don't know if I really have an opinion other than I just think it's whack as hell. It's not even like nice clothing though. It's like whack ass shit. Yeah. My opinion is that, like, I don't like the fact that it seems like people who don't know shit about fashion, these these black athletes, and I'm not I'm not going to present myself as a guy who's, like, some kind of fashion connoisseur, but, I mean, I've photographed a ton of fashion shows. I've photographed Fashion Week in New York, Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week. I've spent a lot of time around fashion and photographing it and, like, the big deal shit. And... I've seen a lot of these guys, these basketball players, who they think that wearing weird shit equals high fashion. And then, since none of them know better, they all just co-sign each other. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of that in general, not just in NBA. Guys who think that if you wear some weird shit, that makes it high fashion. And sometimes it's fashionable. Other times you like a jackass. It's just weird. Like these shit. NBA players look like jackasses a smooth ninety-nine point nine three percent of the time. And Russell Westbrook is the poster child of that shit. He looks like a damn fool in everything that he wears. So, and then it's like, it's either Russell, Russell Westbrook with his weird-ass clothing or Jordan with his fucking mom jeans. God damn it, <laughs> I hate Jordan and his punk-ass jeans. It's like he wears his jeans up to, like, his stomach and shit. I hate his jeans, dude. <laughs> as much money as that man make, man, he can't get a decent pair of fucking jeans. Right, dude. he should have, like, the coldest tailor on earth. Like, he shouldn't even have to pay. No. You just walk in, I got Michael Jordan. All right, let me hook you up. I'm surprised that he does probably pay for those shits. They, they're they they're fucking awful, dude. You can't help. I mean, he obviously gets them from the big and tall section at Marshalls or something like that. There's no way. Like, man, it's crazy. I hate I think shit. of all the stuff he probably does, he's probably thrifting for his jeans. Like, there's no way <laughs> in hell that he's buying new jeans the way those jeans look. They are there's terrible. No way. They are. Terrible. I don't, but, it, and partially trying to answer the question, I don't know if it's even... A gender issue, or more, more so, just being bad taste. Well, you might not have seen the one dude. Have you seen the one rapper who actually legit wore a girl shirt? There's a rapper named Young Thug. He makes that song. Um, I've heard of him. What's that song? Fuck. I'm a stoner. I'm stoner. Yeah, I'm stoner. Yeah. That shit. He made that shit, and he did a photo shoot wearing like this leopard print. Uh, it fit him like a shirt. But it was like a... A dress? It was like a dress that like a... Maybe like a... Eight-year-old would wear. Where it's like a one-piece thing. And it would like... If on an eight-year-old, it would probably come down to like her knees or something. But it came down to like his waist. And it was like a leopard print thing. And they asked him like, Oh, where'd you get that? He said, he said he got it from the girl section of a store. And... And, for, and, and from his... So it really has reached the point where... We have men wearing girls' clothing. And it's funny because I said like... And this is a really long time ago. I'm talking like maybe 10, 15 years ago that I was noticing this trend of like guys who wear anything that a rapper would wear, even if it looks stupid. Or somebody famous, not necessarily a rapper. And I said, if Jay-Z did a concert in a skirt 
dudes will start wearing skirts. And here we are, like, 15 years later, and Kanye West did a, you know, a, not just Kanye, but Kanye was, like, the first one that did it, but a few rappers have, like, uh, done shows wearing kilts or something like that, and it's, it is getting out of control, and I think it all, go, it all falls under the umbrella of, if it's different, then it's fashionable, and that, fashion, different does not equal fashionable, different can just equal Fuckery, I, and I think that different. That's what they. I, and I, I agree, hundred percent. I think that's that's what it is. I just can't, you know, imagine like putting on a girl's shirt and sporting a girl's dress and sporting that bitch as a shirt. Like, you know, uh, who Charlemagne? Charlemagne the God is. Yep. Yeah, Charlemagne uh, talked about that on his podcast once, or on the Breakfast Club, one or the other, and he said something that. Uh, he said something like he noticed. He said the same thing he noticed about the trend of uh, guys wearing girls' clothes. And he said, like, you know, he's wondering when the day will come that a rapper who everybody loves and respects and thinks is dope comes out as gay. And how are people going to respond to that? And it's is it interesting. Raining? I don't know. I think it is raining. I think it is raining. But, but continues. Uh. I can tell. I don't actually see rain falling though, but that sure as hell sounds like rain. Oh shit! And the wind picked up and everything. But yeah, but but who do you, who do you think could pull it off and it'd be cool and nobody would just nobody like, like could you could you imagine Bud B <laughs> and some crazy shit like that and then everybody was just cool with it. Bun B would never ever wear he some shit like that. He wouldn't. But if he did, like a rapper of that that caliber, would they accept it as much and be like, "Oh no, fuck it, it's Bun B. Fuck it, who cares?" I think if I think if it was Bun B, people might act, like you say if he wore some weak shit or if he came out as gay, because it's there's a distinct difference. If Bun B wore some whack shit, he might get roasted. But I think if he came out as gay, people might actually like. They might actually be cool with. And to, for the record, this is so crazy. For the record, I love Bun B. Bun B is one of my favorite artists, uh, rappers, and I'm not insinuating anything. But I think that's a good example of one who you they don't need him telling you to eat a dick. Nope, not at all. I've had my... way worse to me if Bun B said for me to eat a dick over Big. Like I like Outcast more than say UGK. But if Bun B told me to eat a dick, I'd be more hurt than a Big Boy told me to eat a dick. I, I I would I think I think it's yeah I, I would be very, I, I would be hurt like damn dog what the fuck UGK for life what the fuck alright yeah I think I think I think Bumby could probably get away with it but I think that day will come that a respected gangster rapper or something will come out as gay and I don't know what'll happen cause that's like very that's very taboo in not just the rap community in the black community as a whole like, I, I, I've told people on numerous occasions that you have people who are, like, uh, you have so many gay people in various other aspects of society, but there are, like, no gay rappers, there are, like, no gay black athletes, except... Like, that matters. We just got, well, we right. just, well, we just got the one. Well, two now. And that's it. And it's crazy for me to think that whatever percentage of the overall population is gay, but, like, 0.03 of, like, black rappers and athletes are gay. Like, I don't believe it. 
Well, I, so think, I think there's more. They just haven't. They're just not comfortable coming out yet. And I think that eventually that'll happen. And it'll be interesting to see how how people respond to that, especially for somebody who's popular before he came out. Right. Well, I think that's the thing too. It's like it has to be for people to really take notice and really, you know, really look at it and take it seriously. It has to be somebody that they don't they that they don't feel has something to gain with it. Right. You know, like. You know, random such and such rapper who's been out in the game for years and decided to, you know, if I don't know, say if Most Def came out and said he was gay, I think that'll make a, you know, a, a, a bigger hit than maybe random new rapper who <laughs> Macklemore you know, or well, yeah, Macklemore. <sighs> it's funny. It's funny you mentioned Macklemore because. Macklemore, you know, he had the song about, you know, being, you know, thought that he was gay because of certain stuff. And it's like he he supposedly supports, you know, uh, the gay and lesbian community. But all his songs, he spends telling how he isn't gay. <laughs> like, if you support him so much, why are you making all these songs of all these instances where you've been proven to your life that you're not gay? Like, if you were gay, fuck it then. But why are you... I think he just did this. It's like a selling records thing, man. Yeah. Like, if you're you going to push to all these people that you're not gay. I'm not... I, I support gays, but I'm not gay at all. As a matter of fact, I got ten other songs saying that I'm not gay. <laughs> like, fuck that, man. You did that shit for fucking record sales. I think if most Def came out as gay, people would be like, well, good for him. And if Magamore came out as gay, people would just hate him even more than they already do. Like, get your fuck ass out of here. You're trying to get attention and hope that people will like you more. Nobody, no, I don't think nobody see it for Macklemore, man. Nope, not at all. Not for Macklemore at all. I don't know how we got on something Macklemore, but fuck him. <laughs> I don't like none of his raps anyway. <laughs> but what about Boosie, though? Fuck Boosie, too. <laughs> and his punk-ass fade. <laughs> I haven't heard nothing about his concert uh, that he had here, supposedly. Or, I don't know if it has, maybe it hasn't happened yet. I, maybe it hasn't happened then. I don't know. It could have. It could have very well happened. I don't associate with folks that even fuck with Boosie, so <laughs> it could have very well happened tonight. And I don't know nobody that would. So you know, uh, oh, rain stopped already. Yeah, That's good shit. It stopped all these cool ass niggas from shooting fireworks for the moment. Oh, yeah, maybe. Good point. Hopefully, I'm okay with it. Um, so yeah, fuck Boosie and Macklemore. Uh, so, I'm gonna go to another question <laughs> from our from our emails. Uh, one question is, what cigars y'all smoking on the regular? Oh, this is from my uh, my own boy Steve. Um, also, to, I don't really do that one first. Oh, I say the whole, I do the whole question. Also, since I'm out of state, uh, what's this cigar bar scene looking like back home? I'll have to read the rest. Uh, so I like a few cigars that I I would really jump at. You know, if I seen them in a the store, um, As, the Acid brand is one of my one of my favorite ones with the Cuba Cuba, uh, the uh, Java series with the uh, um, Java Latte. The they got a mint that I haven't tried. The yet, mint one. It's problems. it's good for people like mint. I tried it. I didn't really care for it. But everybody that likes mint like it. Okay. Um, and those are basically of infused ones. Uh, and there's the uh, what's the one you brought over? And I always forget the name of Tavet. it. Tavet. Yeah. 
Those are those. I think those are probably my three favorite ones, and and coincidentally, all those are infused ones. If you don't go with an infused, just a you know a, a just a regular uh, cigar. I guess you call it regular, which is not infused or flavored. Uh, Monte Crisco is pretty good. Uh, the uh, Rocky Patel, the Edge. Uh, I like those. Those are pretty good. Um, Camacho is a Camacho brand is pretty good. They have a trip a triple Maduro one that is really good and is really um, what's the word I want to use? It's a seasoned cigar. Like I had like a true buzz off of it, like to the point where I had to like put my head down. It was weird. <laughs> dude. Like I, and I, I I had a pop or something, and I was just sitting down in the backyard. And I started sweating and shit like I had been drinking and stuff. I had to go in the house and take a shower, man. It really hit me hard, <laughs> dude. But they say it's a darker cigar. They say with the darker cigars, you know, you uh, it, that that effect happens or whatever. So, what about you? Well, uh, mine is kind of similar, pretty much the same as yours. Like we we're in a cigar group on Facebook that has like fourteen thousand members, and like the prevailing opinion is that you got people who are like purists who. Only want regular cigars that aren't infused, and then you like people who people who fuck with the infused cigars. They have that flavor that you know that added taste to them. And I'm not a purist. Maybe one day I'll get to that point because I've seen people who say like I used to love those and now I I don't fuck with them no more. But my my favorites are I like a lot of the Drew Estate cigars. So like Drew Estate makes the acid cigars. They make the um, Java joints like. So I like the Cuba Cuba. I like the also the acid. It's like a fourteen hundred cc something like that. It's like a bigger one. I like that one. I like the Java just like he said. I like the Tabac just like he said. Those are my favorite. Um, those are my favorite infused ones. Uh, non infused again. I like the Camacho Triple Maduro that he mentioned. I like that. Uh, I like the uh, Rocky Patel makes. Uh, a lot of good ones that I like. They have like these vintage ones from like 1990, 1992, 15 year anniversary. Those are really good. Um, and I like, ah, uh, shit, there was one other one that I was going to mention that I'm dropping the ball on right now. But, uh, yeah, pretty much the same as him. Uh, I also had my first, well, not technically my first Cuban cigar. I had a Cuban cigar at, uh, on boy Johnny's crib maybe a year or two ago but it was before I knew anything about cigars so I didn't really I didn't really have a palate that I could compare Cuban to regular but I went to Toronto this past week and um I bought a couple authentic Cuban cigars and cause they're I mean for those who don't know I mean like well like Janice Francis is a our, our as far as I know our sole international listener so she may not know about the our whole situation with Cuba, but Cuban cigars are illegal here. So, uh, but they're legal in Canada. So I went to Canada and I I, I got a um, a Monte Cristo number two, which is the which was named the number one cigar of 2013 by uh, Cigar Aficionado. And but to put it in perspective, generally what we pay for cigars, I would say range on average is about ten bucks per cigar. They can get, I probably paid as much as about 15 maybe for like a really good Rocky Patel. And I'll maybe get one for as little as 7 or 8 
but on average they're about 10 An authentic Cuban is about 30 to 35 bucks for one. But uh, the Monte Cristo Crazy number two, shit. yeah, that the Monte Cristo number two was thirty two dollars, and it was great. But it was like it was kind of like I don't need to go to Canada to get and pay thirty two dollars for that. Like I feel like I can get something on that level here. Just you know, like a like a good Rocky Patel is on par with that to me. So, uh, but I did like the Cuban one. I'm smoking the Cuban one right now. Which I had some struggles with because it's gigantic, so I was having some draw problems on it. But that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> there was man, I had a that's what she said moment that was flawless, and I, <laughs> I wish I could remember it, but it was so fucking good. But anyway, uh, so yeah, that's uh, generally the cigars we smoke. I have a list of cigars that I want to try that I haven't yet. There's one called uh, like the whole um, uh, what's it called, Padura P- Padura line or. Perdomo line, I hear is really good, and they have a ten year anniversary one that I want to try that I hear is great. So, and then I, I saw a, a few things in a cigar group about uh, another Drew Estate cigar called Undercrown that I want to try. Have you seen the egg one? Egg? Nah. It's it starts off uh, the normal size, then it balloons in the middle, then it comes back out. Mm, no, I haven't seen that. You got to search it, man. It's weird as hell. Um, it's like 15 bucks. I've seen it a few times, and it's called the egg. And Drew Steaks make it. But it looks like basically a cigar has like a tumor in the middle or some <laughs> shit. I don't know if I would try it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I would just because. But, but uh, yeah. So another, another part of this question was uh, uh, what a cigar bar saying looking like. I forgot about that part. Um. It's pretty trash. It's it, it it is. It's a couple that I I kind of enjoy going to. Uh, the one that's La Casa Habana, which is downtown at Harmony Park. Uh, that place is dope. They that's always the have place is the gold standard for cigar bars. Like it's unrivaled. La Casa has like the best humidor. It has well, not the best best humidor, but the best of the cigar bars. And. It's free to get in. They have live music. They have a great membership program. They have a great VIP area. It's it's La Casa is the spot. Like I absolutely love La Casa. Now, if you like, you can talk about the other end of that spectrum <laughs> of the La Casa or the other bar. The other end, like the shitty end of the, the cigar bar spectrum. Um, seventeen oh eight one. I don't know why I always think 1708. Oh, that's, I don't know why I even say it. Anyway, 1701 is a cigar that I think I went to before I actually found La, uh, La Casa. And when I first started going there, it was hella dope. It was, you know, even though their humidor was kind of small, they had a decent selection. They used to do live music in the basement and stuff like that. Then it just, it just, it just got, I don't know, niggified or some shit, dude. <laughs> Like they stopped having like the huge selection, you know. I'm gonna pass the nigga torch to you, the nigga really, torch, because you're kind of like you're on it today. So I'm, <laughs> they, I they, I might end up letting you hold that. Today. They, they had they goes. went straight niggified, like you know, they, the the humidor was never really full. They never really had a decent selection anymore. They stopped doing live music. They had a you know, and I don't know. And being that I I like hookah as well, they started doing a lot more hookah down. They didn't, and so. I'm assuming that maybe that was a, a bigger seller from cigars. And then they start charging 
to go there. Like, if I'm going to come here and spend $10 on a cigar, why the fuck should I have to pay to be in your establishment? And I got to get some to drink because I'm going to drink because I'm there. It just, it's just, it's horrible. I ain't been there in a good while. And I have no plans on going back to 1701. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with I know you've been there a few times. I've but been there recently, but it was against my will. Like, it wasn't like I wanted to go to 1701. It was like there were events going on and events that related to people that I knew or, or that my girl knew, and we went to support them, and so we went to their thing. But 1701 is, is pure filth to me. It's garbage juice. Like, it, it's awful. Like you said, like you said, they charge a cover now to get in ten dollars or twenty dollars on Saturdays, and they want to be they want to be a club so bad now. Like it's it's just horrible. Now the humidor it was already small, but like you said, at least it was stocked. The last three times that I've been, it was literally empty. Like there was a handful of cigars, everything, almost everything, and they cut the size of the humidor in half so that whoever owns it can have an office. So now it's like, it's just so bad. And like you said, they the, the live music used to be dope. I don't know if they still have that anymore because on the days that they would have it or when they charge a cover, so I don't go. Yeah, I don't know either. One of my homeboys used to play down, play drums down there, so I used to go just, you know, on that aspect. But I haven't heard of anything that's been worth going there. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't suggest it to nobody. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell anybody to go there. I would, you know, definitely tell people to go to La Casa Habana. If they but a year ago? A year ago, it was the spot. Like it was, it was amazing. Like I loved the the ambiance in there. Like the the, the basement was like a cellar kind of, like rock stone walls, uh, tables, little uh, air, little uh, private seating areas that were uh, that had curtains that could go over them, and uh, you know reserved tables, a live music. It just had a really really smooth, cool ambiance to it. But now it's just like you said, it's it's just so niggified and they, they want to be a club so bad. So uh They wanna have fucking twenty one year olds there, yeah. you know, drinking fucking Ciroc and fucking smoking hookah out of watermelon cups and shit <laughs> and you know I don't care for it anymore. I wouldn't I wouldn't go back. There's no reason for me to go there uh anymore. Yeah. If you're not downtown or you're west, um I think it's Lee Cigar. It's in Dearborn off Michigan Avenue. They have a decent um, humidor. Um, so if you want to go, you know, go to places, you know, that's not downtown, that's pretty cool. If you're like north, kind of like going towards Birmingham, there's a place in Birmingham called Churchill's. It's really nice. You could actually sit there and have dinner there. And um, they have a really good cigar selection there. Um, and that's pretty cool. And that's about the most of other places I've been. But typically, I like just uh, sitting at home, smoking cigars, or you know, it's a couple of bars I've been to where you could, they could smoke on the patio and stuff, so forth. So, yeah, I, I wish uh, I wish La Casa had seventeen on one's basement, but other than that, La Casa is pretty much the gold standard for at least the Detroit area in downtown. Everything else, I haven't been to the, the Dearborn place or Birmingham place, so. All I can really speak on is La Casa in seventeen oh one, but I love La Casa. Uh, and you've been you just been recently, so you could attest to this one. Um, just going from like cigar stores, but JR Cigar is a really dope place. Oh yeah, for buying um, really huge. It reminds me of like it was a library, like a bookstore turned cigar place or something. It's like all of the big shelves and things like that. They're kind of dark, 
you know, ambiance or whatever. Yeah, you can buy whole boxes there as opposed yeah. to individual. Well, I mean, you can get individual ones too, but you can also buy entire boxes. So they claim to be the world's largest cigar store. I don't know if that's true or not. And the place that I went to in Toronto where I got the Cuban cigars, I actually stumbled upon by accident. Just I was complaining about, I had done a Google search for cigar, cigar places, and the place we went to appeared to no longer be there. So I was upset because I was like, I wanted to really get a Cuban cigar. I wanted to you know, do it. Oh, up. in Toronto? Yeah, in Toronto. It was a place, and it wasn't there anymore. So we went continue to go where we were going, and then we walked past a place that was, uh, it, well, on the outside of the store. It claimed to have Toronto's largest humidor. I was like, oh, perfect. So that worked out well. But uh, so Steve sent three questions, so uh, we can touch on all three. We, this could actually end up being like an entire email podcast. I think we got a couple other. Well, we got one other question. Right. But he put three. So his second question was, how do you feel when you hear slash read outside negative comments about the city? It irks the hell out of me, both down south and now out west, that people talk so bad about a city they've never been to. I'm going to let Otis hop on that one because he kind of touched on that a little bit last week with the water situation here. And there's been a lot of that lately about with people slandering the city. I actually saw uh, something about that as well that I'll touch on after Otis makes this point well i'm i've i think anybody who's you know seen me on on twitter or just um talk about detroit um, in general knows that i have a strong passion for the city um especially when out of towners speak on it um i think there's a couple of followers on twitter that know that you know they know it's a a a, a it's a touchy subject for me. And it's basically because, you know, Detroit has caught so much flack for years for so much bullshit from, you know, housing to violence to corrupt mayor and stuff like that. And it always bugs me because a lot of people get sources, news sources from national news uh uh Sources, I guess you call it, and it's all trash. Like you know, we last week, we, I think it was last week, we talked about the water situation, and you had the Huffington Post, you had Slate, you had a couple of other national, you know, news uh, outlets who were blasting uh, Detroit for this whole water situation. Now, the water situation we talked about last week was fire. They were talking about people who uh, apparently couldn't pay or didn't pay their water bills. And they were getting the United Nations involved because they were making it seem like it was, you know, they're just cutting off water to needy people and things like that. The crazy part is, you could talk to any local people. No one hears about this shit. <laughs> no one knows about this shit. Because it, it's, it's, they, blow, they blew up a, 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 a small situation of people that don't pay their water. And it's not that they can't pay their water. From what I understand... They don't pay the water. I got into it with somebody, some chick online, and obviously she wasn't on here, wasn't from here, and she argued me down. Like, and I'll just, I just left the conversation. But it's like, how in the fuck it, can you look at a, a a national news and not take the word of a person that actually lives here? Right. You know, and I just, it was just, it's just so fucking, so fucking frustrating. Um, but I was talking to somebody else online and that lives here, and no one hears about that shit. I don't know if you know anybody that has water issues and getting cut off. I do not. <laughs> no one here. So it's like now that they've made these, you know, these stories, everybody think that you know the city is 
you know, cutting off people water just, you know, cuz and they're saying, you know, well, water should be free. Water is a utility just like anything else. Electricity, you know, whatever. So if you don't pay your fucking water bill, and then plus, you know, we have some of the best water. And it's funny because I was in Ohio for the weekend, and I drank from the tap, and I was disgusted. Like, this is <laughs> trash. Like, I see why we pay for what we pay for water. Because I can drink from the tap all day in Detroit, and I have no issues at all. So, I don't know. I get real frustrated when people, you know, bash the city, especially when they don't live here and don't have, you know, at least decent decent sources about it, you know. Yeah, we're such a popular punching bag right now. So, that kind of comes with the territory. It's easy to make jokes about Detroit. So, anytime something bad comes out like that, people are going to hop on it. and just, Bitches. Yeah, <laughs> bitches. Yeah, they're just going to milk it for all it's worth. And it does get irritating, but it's it's so it's so common now. It's almost kind of like I just kind of roll my eyes at it, like oh, whatever. It almost makes me wonder if people outside of here even believe it to to a point. Like I know it's bad here, but I know I feel like people are in you know other major cities, and they're just like, come on, like really, is it really that bad? Especially since the positive things that are happening downtown are getting is getting big coverage too. So people hear about that too, right? I mean, shouldn't. I think Dan Giver is damn near the mayor. I mean, <laughs> he's like downtown buying shit like Monopoly, dude. Shit, if he ran for it, he'd fucking win. Hands down. <laughs> Mike Duggan is cool. But I I will I will vote out Mike Duggan in a fucking minute. No, you know, disrespect to him. And, you know, so far he hasn't done crazy shit as long as he ain't texting bitches. But <laughs> I, I, will, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the business, you know, it's funny. People thought that Dave Bing would do great because he was a businessman. But he just wasn't a great businessman. And which it turned out he wasn't the greatest mayor. But you have a guy like Dan Gilbert, I think, would do, would do awesome. And, I mean, he's doing awesome stuff downtown. And, you know, I'm just waiting for that stuff to trickle into the neighborhoods. But, I, you know, I get it from a standpoint. People, you know, they want to see downtown get a lot better first and then it just kind of moves outward. It's not moving as fast as I would like it, but it's, it's just progress. I mean, it's now maybe 10 years ago. Not, I won't even say that long, but I'll just use 10 years as an example. You can go downtown and you was, if you saw a lot of white people downtown, it was either the hoedown or Tigers or Red Wings game. Yeah. Now you just see white people downtown on any random day of the week, and so it's becoming more, you know. Uh, also, I don't know what the word I want to use. They like it a lot. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really think of what word I really want to use. Well, it's, it's become safer. It's become more diverse. Like it's, it's gotten, it's gotten really nice downtown. I, it's safety is a big deal to me. So. When I see when I see white folks who are comfortable walking around downtown, that's how you know it's safe. I say, fuck it, I can walk down this bitch too. Yeah. So, yeah. So the third question was, how do y'all feel about my Lions this year? Predictions, early season thoughts, etc. And he says he's more than happy to phone in when we get to that point. And I don't want to just call randomly right now, but I do want to have a session where we do call him to talk about the Lions just because that is like his... He's like the meat for the Pistons. Like he, he could give us like a really, really, really great assessment of the Lions and football as a whole down to down to the nitty gritty. So when we have when we have time to like actually devote 
an actual portion of the show to the, like the Lions, probably like closer when the season starts or something like that. Yeah, it'd definitely be. It is, we definitely make sure that it's a. Uh, want to make sure the sound is great, it's clear, yeah. and everything. But we'd definitely have them closer to the season, which should probably be appropriate, and uh, have them uh, call in for that. But uh, I'm happy with the coaching changes. I'm happy with personnel right now. Um, you know, being a Lions fan, you know you you have hopes and you know things but it never really it doesn't start until game one happens and then you just you it's really game to game you can't really have expectations of saying we're going to make the playoffs so we're going to win 10 games last year we had the one of the better teams that we've had in a while and i just knew that you know we would hit 10 games and we would hit at least the first round of playoffs and i thought for sure we were going to win 11 or 12 Especially after we started six and one, yeah. So well, we had this discussion a couple weeks ago, but last year's team had the tools to get it done. So, uh, I, it's, and it's my smooth, hope that they, they smooth pissed me the fuck off. Yeah, they pissed everybody <laughs> the fuck off. I had I've been there many a days. I had people over watching the games. It'd be the first half. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, they get it. Second half, second half. I don't fuck around and get drunk. Cause I'm like pissed at the game. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just gonna drink the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I haven't seen. I, I don't think I've seen the schedule yet. I know it's out, but I don't think I've seen it. But I mean, there's no reason that I'm hoping that the the, the personnel changes will will take a team that has the tools to be successful and will actually make it so that they use those tools to be successful. So uh, my hoping. Well, honestly, my hope and my prediction is that they'll make the playoffs and that they'll be a good team next year. Um, have we made any upgrades in the secondary? We may have to revisit that because I'm not totally sure. I think it's funny because secondary has been such a, a sore spot for us for years. Um, it just seemed like that that area would have been addressed. So much long ago, so yeah. long ago. Uh, it's just irritating that it's not really a focus. Um, but uh, if we have improved secondary, that'll help a great deal. And I think we could use uh, not not the team as a whole, but I think I think Stafford could use a bit more confidence going out there because he he and not to mention I think. I think the addition of Golden Tate will help a lot. So, I have high hopes for the offense. So, I really hope that... I mean, the offense was good last year regardless. So, I I hope... My hope is that, you know, if the defense is improved, we can be a lot better. And I think think the Lions' main problems were mental more so than than the players. It was was fundamental mistakes, man. Yeah. Um, You know, dropping balls, you know, that was like the craziest shit, man. You know, and I, I... I'm not totally sure why we end up picking up Pettigrew this year. I thought for sure that he would be gone. That was my question, though. Do you think that the dude that we drafted, what's his name, Ebron? Ebron. You think that he's gonna like get get a uh, Pettigrew up out of there? Like, well, I thought that. Uh, damn, what is his name? Fura. Oh, oh, for, uh, Fourier. Fourier. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I thought Fourier would take his spot. That's yeah. what I just for sure know that he wasn't. This was even pre-drafting Ebron. I thought Fourier would take his spot, and that would be it because. Fourier had like six, seven touchdowns last year. And, and he danced. 
Yeah, and he, and he danced. <laughs> and he had, I still have all the gifts saved for most of his dances. And yeah. so, and he danced. So, <laughs> I thought that he would be the replacement for him. I just, I had, I just, I just knew that they wouldn't go resign him, man. That's yeah. a good question. Like, that's going to be an interesting position coming into the season. Yeah, I, I had no. What they're going to do over at the tight I end. just knew that they wasn't going to resign him. So, I just figured Fourier would just naturally move into that position. They would just let, uh, you know, Pettigrew go, and in yeah, but I don't know. Now it's just it's a toss up. Now I mean, even though it, it, even though he's resigned, it doesn't necessarily mean he he's going to get all of the the touches yeah, at the t- tight end position. But I feel like he's not. Like, I just I feel, thought I thought Fourier, Fourier was going to get him. Maybe they're just going to keep him on as like a, as to have on the roster just because like his size is so his size is such an advantage. So I do. Let me keep him on just because, like, well, it's better to have him on deck just in case. I do. I do too. I'm trying to think of the line. The two tight ends line up on both ends. You asking the wrong guy. Okay. We can ask Steve when we have him. Call All right. Him. Well, if they do <laughs> line up, I think it's cool to have two. I mean, especially two active big guys. Cause both of them are tall guys. I think that would. Be, but then it, it leaves Ebron. Ebron's a tight end as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got questions. Um, so yeah, we have to have Steve, <laughs> Steve your boy, on here. Uh, so we can we have to definitely prep that uh, um, that episode. Um, but I just looked at the schedule. First game we our first game is a Monday night game, regular season, and we play the Giants. <laughs> I can't fucking wait for that shit. Fuck ass Giants! I can't. Ass Giants. Is it here or is it there? <laughs> it is. Oh, I just clicked off of it. It is. It's here. Okay. Cool. Shit, I would love to go to that game. That's I would too. A dope fucking game. But yeah, we open the season on Monday night here. Yep. Wow. That's. But wow. I think that's the only <laughs> national televised we got. I remember hearing that. And I think maybe I think we got two, but I don't think we, get... we got more than one. So I don't know. I think it'd be a good. Uh, I'm looking forward to the season, man. I, I really think they're going. I really think, I think they're going to do a lot better. I like the coaching changes. Um, I think initially I wasn't too. I thought they would give uh, Swartz another year to like kind of right his wrongs and then boot his ass. I I just think it was you know because the thing is they they uh, fired him and um, they still had to pay him like twelve million dollars and shit. Mm. So I figured maybe if if even if they brought some of us in, they would have demoted him down or something. But I don't know. I think it was a statement to fans and stuff, you know. But at some point you gotta you gotta make changes because it's like. The Lions, we went 0-16, and we still damn near sold out games. Yeah. So it's like, if you're still selling out, you know, fans have to, you know, take a stand at some point. Because if you're still selling out games and you're 0-16, what's the real motivation? Lions ain't had playoff money in years. <laughs> so it's not like they're counting on playoff money to, to, you know, to break a bank or something. They don't even count that shit, you know, so... I don't know. I hope the forest um, figures some shit out, but I'm I'm, I'm looking for it's like I don't want to wish away summer, but I'm kind of ready for football season, man. Yeah. So uh, our last quote. Do you have anything else you want to touch on with the Lions? Nope. Go Lions. <laughs> so our uh, <laughs> our last question is um, asking we shout out some of our favorite places to eat. Okay. Uh, you can go for that. Okay. Uh, well, my favorite place to go is probably the Hudson Cafe downtown. I'm a big breakfast guy, and Hudson Cafe is like, it's the be-all, end-all to me for, for breakfast. 
Like, I, I absolutely love everything on their menu. is phenomenal. Just looking at their pictures on Facebook and Instagram just gets you salivating, man. I, I love the Hudson Cafe. Um, what else? I love... Uh, so, do you... I, I, I take it you like Hudson Cafe over... Uh, yes. Yes, you do. But it doesn't even matter. Damn, what the fuck is the name of the place? Uh, Grand Trunk? Oh, yeah. I, I go to Grand Trunk just for their brunch. Like, they have brunch on Saturdays and Sundays, and I get their lobster. They have a great brunch. Like, I, I love having their brunch. And it, it w- if I was to rank it their brunch to Hudson Cafe, they'd be second. But Hudson Cafe overall is everything. And Grand Trunk is really only useful to me for brunch. Um, what else do I like? I like a little spot in Greektown called the Golden Fleece, which, in my opinion, has the best euros uh, in the city. I've been wanting to go there ever since you had mentioned that place, but I always forget until you mention it again, then I forget again. Yeah, there's a place called Santorini in Greektown that's way... It's a, it's a bit more upscale. It's a bigger restaurant. It's a lot more popular. But the euro... And the euros are good, but they're like... You can, you can get euros just as good at fucking the Coney Island. The Golden Fleece Euros are just amazing. Uh, so, I love that. I love going there. And I, uh, my favorite place ever, of in all of Detroit is Texas Day Brazil. And, uh, that's I still haven't downtown. been there, man. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a Brazilian, what's it called? Churrascaro. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna butcher the name. But it's like a, basically just like a all you can eat meat place, and they just bring out the meat and they slice it right onto your plate. Meats. It's like fresh meat off the whatever the Brazilians cook the meat on. I don't know, but it's like you have a little a little. Uh, it's like <laughs> a, like coin a pog. <laughs> It's a coin. It was, no, it's not a coin. Like it looks a, like a pog, and you like flip it over. One side is green. One side is red. While it's green. They just bring you meat and just cut it off. And you can say what you want. What's the other places like that? There's a place called Gauchos. Gauchos. Okay, yeah, right, right. Yeah, that, Gauchos is the same, but I just say Texas Day Brazil because it's downtown, so right. it's, it's easy for me. But Gauchos is in Novi, which is just as Gauchos is just as good as Texas Day Brazil. So I went to Gauchos before, and I, I went on my birthday some years ago, and uh, yeah, shit was fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, those Brazilian places are everything. There's another one called. It's not here, but it's called Fogo de Chao, which is in, um, I don't know where it's at. It's all over the country, but I've been to the one in um, Beverly Hills, California, and I think there's one. There's, there's a few of them, but. Did you have a salad bar there? At Texas Day Brazil? Yeah. Yeah, the salad bar is everything. Dude. You can eat the salad bar and not get anything else and be straight. I was, when I was at Gossel, I had the salad bar, and that salad bar was so fucking good. <laughs> the salad bar has a basket of thick cut hickory smoked bacon. And it's just a full ass thing of bacon. You just put bacon on your plate. I think that they, they, eat I, the bacon. I they think that is I think that is made so well so you cannot eat a lot of food once you actually get good man, because I had them fucking steaks coming, bro. Woo shit. Yeah. I just I think I just got a I think I got moist like talking about it. Like this is like awesome. I feel yeah, like, <laughs> you can get a boner talking about that place. Yeah, bro. it's it's everything, man. It's like thirty five or forty bucks for the dinner. But it's man, it's worth it, man. It's, it's fucking Listen, worth it. Listen, you ain't got you ain't even got to drink. Just yeah. drink water. Don't eat shit before you go. Don't Be eat light sh- on the salad bar. Don't fill up on that that great shit. As good as bar. it it's is, tempting. it's great. It's awesome, but don't do but it. Don't yeah. Don't. But it's, it's awesome though. Yeah. But don't do it. But it's awesome. And then finally, just 
Coney Island's are the shit. Like, if you just want something to eat just you randomly. Get, and you, you can get chili cheese on anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, the Mexican places here. Uh, you know, I, you can go to Mexican Town. You can go to Xochimilco's. Uh, a couple of other Mexican places there. Um, it's a really good Mexican place on Four Road called Tijuana's between Southfield and Evergreen. It was really good. Uh, their rice is awesome. Um, Here's a Mexican place that we get catered at work called Armando's. Armando's is really good too. That's in Mexican as well. Yeah, Armando's they really cater. Good too. They whatever we get Mexican food at work, which is now often since we work like eighty hours a week, they get us food like every day at this point. Dude. And they get us Armando's maybe like once. Maybe twice a week sometimes. Armando's is dope. I haven't been there since yeah. I've been in a while, but Armando's is really good. Uh, Mexican is great here. Uh, it's funny. I don't know how do we have so many Mexican spots. Fuck, we said we were going to eat chicken this week. And I haven't. <laughs> no, today was, I think it was, oh, it was yesterday. Today or yesterday was National Chicken Day. Mm. It was today or yesterday. We have to make up for it next week. I wish I had uh, known so I could have paid homage. Yeah, I, I, wanted, I wanted to have a chicken leg in my hand, man, and just, you know, went at it. I, oh, it, was, it was fried chicken day, not just chicken day. Oh, fried man. chicken day, I think. Was it today or yesterday? I think it was today because I don't think it was yesterday. I think it was today, but whatever. Um, so yeah, those are some of the, the better places uh, to eat. You always get Coney. You can get chili cheese on anything. Uh, Coney places have like the best. They have good, cheap, greasy breakfasts. Like I'm a big breakfast guy, so I like to get. Whatever omelet that the coney is named, whatever the name of the coney is, that that mm-hmm. omelet. So like the like if it's the, Mike's coney, I want the Mike's the omelet. Mike, exactly, you want the Mike's omelet or something. I'll go Mike's to, coney on uh, Joy Road and West Westbrook is awesome. Yeah, it's the shit. Anybody who Westwood, sorry, anybody who's from the West Side, particularly the Joy Road area, knows about Mike's Coney Island. It's the shit. They have a club Peter that I would get after I would leave the club. That was like it, it soaks up a lot everything. of my liquor. It does. It's amazing. You uh speaking of you went to breakfast. Have you been to Breakfast Club? No. It's one on uh John R like twelve or thirteen, and then it's one in Farmington Hills. They have really good food too. They have a uh chorizo omelet that's awesome. Do you eat chorizo? Ooh. Yeah, I had uh when I go to Grand Trunk when I get their uh uh their brunch, they have a uh a breakfast enchilada that has chorizo in it, has oh, eggs, okay. it has you know Typical stuff that you'll find in a breakfast burrito, kind of, but it's an enchilada. Yeah. All right. So do you have any more questions or? No, we can get into any kind of topics that you want to touch on. Um. So, it was a subject about uh, uh, crazy questions during sex that I saw on uh, Twitter. So I was like, yeah, I can entertain it. One of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> One of the questions were, uh, it was, it was addressed to women. Asking, what's one of the craziest questions a guy has ever asked? And one of the uh, the ladies on Twitter said, uh, a guy asked her, "Is it in yet?" <laughs> now, to our listeners that are not familiar with, is it in yet, <laughs> or just sex in general? In <laughs> would be. The penis actually ins- <laughs> inserting into the vagina. So, picture you know the male genitalia, and you picture the women genitalia, and they're laying in such of a manner where you know his piece could enter hers. If by some odd reason it's not reaching there, and he <laughs> has to ask if it's in yet, you might be fucking another chick. 
<laughs> the dick may not be present at all. It may be inverted. <laughs> like, how in the fuck can you be having sex and the dude not, I mean, the chick not know, well, he not know if it's in her yet? That's crazy because, like I was saying before we started recording, like, to me, one of the best parts of sex is that first moment when you go in. So, like, to, if you... If you don't know yet, then it ain't there because you would know. Like you would know it was in. So like, it, like you haven't felt the warmth, wetness of like <laughs> that. <laughs> that. You, uh, like, uh, so we we looked up a few. Uh, we did a Google search, and we figured we would share. This would be a good time to segue into the butt sex portion of of the, the butt sex portion of our podcast. <laughs> Let's so, talk about butt sex. So let's see which which was it? Oh, so one of the <laughs> questions, one question was, does peeing in a girl's butt present any health risks? <laughs> any serious health risks? Serious health risks. <laughs> uh, and then another question was, and, and, and well, another part of that question was, will it make it to her stomach? What, well, would the piss make it to her stomach? I'm assuming so. Um, oh, wait, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, because it's a follow-up question. Follow-up question yeah. to it. Will it make it to her stomach? Does peeing a girl's butt present? Oh, yeah, yeah, this is definitely the butt sex portion. <laughs> <laughs> Will it make it to her stomach? Butt sex has come up a little bit... Probably. T- a little bit more frequently than I would have expected when I decided yeah. to do a podcast. I didn't think, like... We might end up talking about butt sex a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, next question, because I don't even want to answer that one. I'll um, answer it. My question is... <laughs> my, my, <laughs> my guess is that um, urinating in someone's ass probably will cause some health risk. That's my guess. I'm you, no doctor, you, but... You could probably ask WebMD. I think that peeing in someone's butt will, could possibly cause them problems. If you ask WebMD, they're probably going to tell you you're going to die. <laughs> um, but probably so. I, w- I would guess that you would die from it. So, oh, but so I- will it make it to her stomach? Now that now <laughs> we need a little bit more expertise of someone in the medical field to probably answer that one. But it's uh, a, it's an interesting question though because like, I mean, the stuff that you eat goes into your stomach and comes out of your ass. So the person was probably thinking like, if I pee in her ass, will it go into her stomach? But is the stomach exit only though? Right, hey, I, well, I guess know. the ass is supposed to be extra only, but we we're, now we're here. I'm not doing uh, savage. I can't tell you. I don't know. But Maybe I'm she not. has to be standing on her head. I don't know. <laughs> if she's standing on her head, what? <laughs> she's standing on her head, you can't her ass with it like flowing to her stomach and then out of her mouth. Like, okay. I don't know. Nah, but yeah, you went you went a lot further than I was. Okay, cool. So, uh, okay, this was I didn't see this one, but. <laughs> What would most likely happen if I stuck a curling iron up my butthole? I'm just wondering what will happen. I'm thinking if it's hot, you probably get burnt. <laughs> That'd be my guess as well. And I'm not even STD burnt, like physically. Yeah, burnt. actual third degree. Burns. Third degree burns. Yeah. Um, don't do it. <laughs> uh, another question. If you're gonna uh, do it, make sure it's not plugged in. Yeah. Or <laughs> the curling iron. They, they didn't specify a hot curling iron. No, it, yeah, it just said curling iron. iron yeah. just fresh out the box. Fresh out the box, or hey, you know, know or it's uncooled off. Yeah, and you couldn't you afford just, a fancy dildo. Or you, know, you didn't have you didn't have any friends. You wanted the unfriend zone <laughs> to actually come through. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's assume. That's assume twenty bucks, and that's assume it's a woman. So yeah, yeah, which is pretty big leap to make. Another co- woman. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, another question is. 
I've been with my boyfriend over a year. We live together. For the last few months, whenever we go to bed, he puts his penis inside of me, whether we've had sex or not, and leaves it there all night. We we usually end up we usually end up sleeping spooning. I don't know whether I should ask him about it. Is it normal or healthy? Hmm. Um, I would it, say it's healthy to want to have your your penis inside a vagina. That's healthy. Um, he wants the warm, wet feel. Sleeping in it? I don't know, man. I sleep kind of like... I don't know if I could... Well, my thing is, if I was in it, I want to interact with it. <laughs> so, I don't know if I could just put it in it unless it's just like trash cooch. Then it's like, why are you even in it in the first place? But, I don't... He's a fuck boy. Why would he do that? Like, why are you? Why are you letting him do that? Maybe no. She didn't. She say that like they did. They don't even have to actually have sex. He might. He just does it. Like, all right, time for bed. Let me why y'all? Sense, so why y'all? Sleep. Why y'all naked and not having sex though? Hey, yeah. Yahoo answers. Yahoo answers. That's <laughs> where we're on. Yahoo answers. Uh, well, no. It, yeah, some part of Yahoo answers. I saw another question on here. I want. <laughs> I wanted to get back in my mom, so I put piece of crust up my butt. It's stuck, and I don't want to go to the hospital. It really hurts. Please help. My question, my follow-up question to that question is, how is that getting back at your mom? Like, did your mom, like, say, like, you know, whatever you do, I'll love you anyway, except if you, if you put, put pizza, pizza crust in your ass, then I might have to disown you. Like, what made him say, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do this, and this is going to teach that bitch a lesson. I'm going to put this full stuffed crust slice in my ass, and, she, and that bitch is going to learn today. It's going to teach her. She's going <laughs> to learn today. God damn it. Uh... I don't know. I guess my my. I mean, you have to tell her about it so she knows what she learned. Like you know, like did you present it to her? Like, look, my, you see this stuff crossed. My 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 potential solution would be: uh, Why don't you take a shit? Have a body <laughs> movement. Like, just try to. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I think that these questions are becoming a little crazy. Um... Oh, where was oh, that's my favorite one here, number, number 22. <laughs> number 22. <laughs> you want to read it? Yeah, sure. I caught my son having sex with a guy, and I think he might be gay. Is there a definitive way I can tell? Well, I think you I think you, you, you found the answer within <laughs> your question. Yeah, my question would be, is he taking or receiving? If he's taking, he's gay. If he's receiving, he's also gay. So even no matter what's no matter what's happening, I think he's probably gay. Yeah. Is he in jail? <laughs> Is he a bottom? <laughs> he's having sex with a man. Chances are he's probably gay. That might be the definitive way to tell. Yeah, I think that you figured out that the the partner he had had a a dick. <laughs> He he might be gay. Was but, he interacting with that dick? Was he interacting with it? At so, that point, you know, I think you just should love your son for who he is. Did he go to sleep with his dick inside the other man? Like, this is that, is that how he rests that This is what way too far. <laughs> uh, he might be gay. He might be. Did he pee in that guy's butt and went to his stomach? He might be gay. <laughs> 
Okay, we're we're, we're transitioning <laughs> off of. No, uh, yeah, we're, we're we're referencing the other questions. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> damn it. This yeah. Um, we I think we're gonna, we're gonna read one more. We're gonna. I've been peeing in my girlfriend. No, that's not fun. We've talked about that already. What was that last one? How do you what? How old do you have to be until you grow? Wait, what? How old do you have to be until you grow your? Okay, let's read the story. I gotta grow your condom. Okay, First, read the well, it starts off and said I'm 13, so that probably should tell us a lot yeah. about this. Obviously, your condom's not growing yet. Yeah, or you're not it's growing. You're 13. Yeah, your condom is still in puberty. I'm 13 and I, and I feel like I'm old enough to have sex because everyone else is starting to lose their virginity now. But everyone keeps saying practice safe sex and I have to have a condom and I keep looking down at my penis and look the same. How long does it take to grow one or does that happen right before sex? Okay, so huh. I'm thinking because of the age, maybe he's not erecting. Because I'm assuming he's got the condom on. He was like, <clears throat> well, shit, how do I feel it? He's 13, though. Maybe, he never he... said that he had one. He said, I have... Wait, he said, and I have to use a condom, and I keep looking down my penis, and it looks the same. It's not like he thinks that, like, uh, like the older he gets, his penis will just come equipped with a condom. <laughs> like, well, like once he gets old enough, it will just have one. Well, that's... that's a, I just think that he's probably hasn't had reached the point of Thinking he could fill it one. So he's like, I've, I know what kind Well, you have a different approach, and I, I, I see what you're saying. I guess my thing is he's looking at condoms like, I can't fit in it. Like, so what happens? Do I just have to grow older? Or does he, has he, has he hit puberty where he actually gets a decent heart and says, okay, I can fill a condom? That could be it. Eh, yeah. So that's the end of our butt sex random. Uh, <laughs> Sex questions. Uh, shout out to Yahoo questions. So, and Twitter. Yeah, and Twitter. Um, friend zone. The friend zone. The infamous friend zone. What you have? To, what did you have that you wanted to say about that? I did have something to say about friend zone. But I just been there. <laughs> I've had. I've been friend zone. Uh, Be true to your intentions. If you like a chick, say you like her. Fuck it. If she want to be your best friend, tell her, hey, I want to be more. Sometimes it ruins relationships. Sometimes you can get the ass. I mean, it's just that simple, I think. I've unwittingly, like, set up shop and hibernated in the friend zone. Like, I had no clue. And I think looking back on it now, being considerably older, I can look back at past situations and think, yeah. You in the friend zone. There's times I want to ask. There's girls who I wanted to fuck when I was in college, or and I, I wanted to ask. I kind of want to ask them now, like, could I fuck you in college? Because I'm curious. Like, was I in the friend zone or not? Because it doesn't matter now. So I'm curious, but it might fuck with me if I was to find that out. Like, oh yeah, I was. <laughs> I was waiting for you to come get it. God damn it. <laughs> so I I, I, I know I've I've spent a lot of time in the friend zone, not to my knowledge. I it, I had to look back with knowledgeable eyes and like yeah that was the friend zone I was in there I think the friend zone shouldn't even exist because guys are pretty upfront with what they want 
So sometimes I think a lot of guys just play that role. They a lot. I think a lot of guys play the I'm the nice guy role, and they just want the, the chick to just throw it out and say, you know, hey, come pee in my butt type shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's in both cases. You have you have guys that you know can be up front, and then you have guys that just kind of. I, for me, I think a lot. I was all, a lot a lot timid, so I think. You know, I I would just, you know, do the whole yawn and put my arm around her, and maybe <laughs> she'd just turn on and just start taking off her clothes or some crazy shit. <laughs> you, you so, just yawn and just you know, get your dick sucked. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but I think there's it, it probably it probably is some guys. I think there's some girls that probably just teases, and then they just feel that you know, you're just a goo. You're you're her bro. I think guys think that they play the nice role. They they be the friend that gets the their foot in the door. And it works some of the time, but a lot of times... It's only working to be their best friend. Right, yeah. You you get your foot in the door as a friend, and you end up in the door as a friend. Then she starts telling you about all her dates and shit, and her potential boyfriends, and you're like, I've been there for you, what the fuck? And you're like, no, ain't no what the fuck. Matter of fact, fuck's not even happening. (laughs) Y'all not doing anything. Matter of fact, you might start painting her toenails and shit. (laughs) Yeah, fella, if you paint her toenails, and y'all haven't done that enough, you're in the friend zone. Yeah. That is that is that is definitely a key to friends on. If you start painting her toenails, and she's like, "Oh, you cool," and then she started texting Herb and shit, <laughs> and she wants you to drop her off at a homeboy's house. Yeah, you're definitely in the friends zone. Yeah, you set up shop, you built a home there. It's where you it's where you're living for the next few years. So, and going to a couple of more serious topics. Ooh, serious. Serious. What the fuck is up with parents leaving their kids in cars? <laughs> I shouldn't have laughed because it's a horrible thing. It's but I'm tired of I'm tired of fucking hearing these stories about kids getting killed or hurt by their parents, man. Like we we was discussing earlier before the podcast. It's like if you have a kid and you realize at some point I can't properly care for this kid. You know what? I respect you if you just somehow through the system, through a relative, or through somebody, communicate, hey, I can't take care of this child. I need to give my child up. I would totally respect you. You still ain't shit, but <laughs> you're, 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 you're not the total ain't shit person that's just going to just leave your kid and neglect your kid and things like that. People like that, man, have no place in this world, man. You know, we have, these, we have this jail system, this justice system, and... However, we decide to punish people, and more so in you know United States, we rarely give out the death penalty for certain stuff. Michigan doesn't have it; a lot of places do. But if you neglect a child, you leave a child in your car and it die, you should fucking die too. It's just I, there's no place for you out here, nope, at all. And I just you know there I don't I don't, I don't want to see you sitting in fucking jail for life. And we're and the taxpayers paying for you to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and a decent place to sleep, while you done killed the kid because of your fucking irresponsibleness. Fuck that. You should right. die too. You should be stoned. You should be fucking left in the car. I think a lot of times the same way you killed somebody is the same way you should die. I would be. I would approve of that. All right, man. I you know I couldn't imagine that to happen to any 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 close child that you know I've come across. You know. You fuck with my nephew, I'll do time. I'm done. Easily. I'm just going to say fuck it, you know. I, I write him letters every day, you know. <laughs> but you fuck with my nephew, you I'm going to do time, and I'm going to enjoy 
the action out, whatever I did to take you out of here, it's, I, I'm going to totally enjoy it, and I'm, I'm gonna totally going to take whatever's punishment dealt to me, but you shouldn't be living no more at all. Agreed. At all. I, I, there's no... There's no fucking fair way to die. You know, people people kill people and they get, you know, uh, lethal injection and the shit fucks up. But they get, they have pain. Fuck that. You should have some fucking pain. Your heart should fucking blow up or some bullshit. <laughs> you stone, you need to bury your ass in a stand and just throw stone at your face or some shit. It, it, there's no, there's no... No way that you should die sensibly when you kill somebody, especially a child. Fuck that. And then you had the story in Inkster where they say as a retaliation, dude fucking killed the little girl, two years old, to show the dad that to see her suffer, to see him suffer by seeing her die, then shoot him. Fuck that. That nigga needs to die. He needs to die exceptionally. I, I want to do like a change.com like petition. Like that nigga needs to die. He needs to get exported to another city, uh, state. He needs to fucking die. Yeah. And then you say that the dude, the dad that he shot didn't even end up dying. No, anyway. he didn't die. So and he still sh- got to live with it. And they shot like a 12-year-old or some crazy shit. And she didn't die, luckily. But, dog, you got to die, dude. You and all your people got to die. Fuck that. Y'all all got to be dead as hell. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, pro-death penalty. But I'm pro-death penalty to the point where, like... <laughs> I'd be I'd be issuing the death penalty for shit that like you don't even deserve. Like you cut me off on the freeway. Death penalty. She's like you got it. Dude, I, I experienced that so much from I said no tomato, death penalty. Total sidebar that same topic. If you at a restaurant or a place and you order, say, for me. And you say no pickles. I say no. No, you just caught it, dude. You say no pickles. You order your food. You get in your car. You drive off. You got pickles. What the fuck can you do? Can you really get something, like, comp from this place free? Because it's not like you. I wanted something and I paid for it and you didn't put it. Like, I ordered cheese and you didn't put cheese on it. But you added a topping I didn't want. Like, should you go back? Should you get compensated for that? Uh, <laughs> compensated how? I don't know. Shit. Whatever. Like, I mean, I don't know. I get I get frustrated. I just, you know, when the whole topic this of... This man like, hates pickles. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I love pickles. I, I, okay, let me dial it down. <laughs> If one more nigga put pills on my burger, <laughs> I, I just thought I, you know we had the topic of like you know of uh, uh, fast food places raising minimum wage, raising minimum wage. Excuse me, and I started thinking of all the times I've been somewhere where they fucked up my order. Like why the fuck should I pay you? They should pay you more when you can't even do a simple thing like not add pickles on my fucking sandwich. Like, I'm not asking for extra shit. I'm asking for less shit. I, I'm saying, <laughs> don't put it on it. Not, you know, extra shit. Like, I don't want extra onion. That's I don't making want extra your job cheese. easier. You, yeah. you can skip the pickle That's portion. That's extra stuff. You know, you don't want, you know, lettuce, tomatoes, mayo, skipping pickles, ketchup, <laughs> mustard, bun. You decide to say, fuck, I'm just going to put pickles on your shit. <laughs> I went to Wendy's one time, and I ordered one of some off the, it was a double cheeseburger off the value menu, whatever. I get my sandwich. I sit down. And that bitch only got one patty. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? But I was so hungry, I ate like three-fourths of it. And then I took the burger back then. 
<laughs> what happened? I got another burger. Oh, okay, good. But I was hungry as hell. But I didn't. I'm like, shit. You know what? Because I ain't really had much cash at the time. I'm like, I'm eating. So I go. I said to the girl, like, hey, look. I just realized late in the game that my burger only had one patty. <laughs> And she's and like, you side out, like you ate three fourths of this shit. And she's like, she had a second she's bag. like, she was like, shit. Well, she's like, well, you could. I, I, so I, I wrapped it back up and I started giving it to her. And she was like, well, do what you want to throw it out. I was like, I'll keep it. <laughs> and so I went back to my to my seat and I killed the rest of that motherfucker. And I got another burger after that. Oh, okay. But I was just like, well, why? Why are you so fucking incompetent that you can't fucking put? Order with the uh, get what the fuck I ordered. Put a bucking uh, another fucking patty on there. Yeah. That was a that was a crazy transition from capital murder and <laughs> right and, and and yeah. You should die for killing babies and for putting pickles on my sandwich. I, it may be all the same, dude. Um, yeah. So in so. in um, Chicago news, I read something today that said. Uh, 50 people were shot and 7 were killed in Chicago over the weekend. Like, I really wonder, if, does the population count drop that much there? It sure seems like it. And then another one, I had another, uh, read another thing today that said the police shot 5 people over that same weekend. So I don't know if those 5 people were involved in the 50 shot, or that's 55 people shot, or that was 50 people that shot by other other Chicago folks. It's sad what's happening in Chicago, man. This this is like the third or fourth time where there's been like a weekend where there's been like a crazy amount of people getting killed. Yeah, happen, what the fuck is going on? It in happens. Chicago? It happens the other fifty one weekends there. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like every weekend is some crazy fucking stat, and it's usually over holiday weekends. I don't know what the fuck is going on in Chicago, man. It's sad though, man. Like, and to kind of go back real quick on the um, the kid left in the car. Remember I told you the dad was sexting at the time that the kid was in the car dying of, you know, heat. So where was he sexting at, though? Like, he was in the place of... I think he was, like, outside the car sexting. Like, hey, nigga, you, you couldn't text you in the car? One. But why is your kid with you? Yeah, like, how bad do you... Like, how are you sending dick pics while your kid is in the car dying? I don't know, man. If you, if you have a kid... And you don't realize that it's an 80 degree day and you got your windows up and your infant is in the car. And you don't realize that that's not good. You don't need to be having kids. Man, that shit's Man, so it's sad that any, anybody can have kids. It's almost kind of like I kind of feel like they should give people IQ tests or some shit before they can have kids. Right. And then they said he had a... I think he had talked about having, you know, insurance on the kid and stuff like that. So I was like, you gonna profit off of you being irresponsible and leaving your kid to die? Man, you one, you shouldn't get any of the fucking insurance money and you should go straight to fucking hell. Wherever that may be. Like, that's capital punishment for me. You know what? You let that kid die in the car, you should fucking die. I just think people like that person should, one, they should just cut his dick off now. Say, he can't send no more fucking dick pics. And he should be in jail for... If y'all gonna keep him in jail, fucking keep him forever. But not kill that motherfucker. That nigga does not need to live. Asshole ass nigga. Yeah, speaking of people we can do without, though, I'm still sick of Trick Trick. <laughs> like, every week, man, I'm just so sick of Trick Trick. Like, he's, like, pissed me off, like, week after week after week. Well, I, well, I know now you're pissed because of the Eminem song. Yeah, man, he put out a song to capitalize off of all the shit that happened with Rick Ross. Because I'm fully convinced that... This was put out at this time because he has a little bit of national notoriety right now. 
So yeah, let's, let's put out this song right now. We got Eminem, we got Royce Five Nine on it. Let's put it out. And that shit was whack as fuck, man. It was like called Twerk That, Pop That, or some shit. And it's like, why are you dragging these dope MCs down to your level with this whack ass song? It's like you already fucking up the city with all your shenanigans and shit, and now you gonna drag down our basically our most notable rappers and put them on your garbage ass song. Talking about twerk that, pop that. Eminem don't even make music like that no more. I feel like Eminem like got bamboozled into like dropping that verse, so he gave it to him out of pity or something like that. And I, yeah, it was funny because I, I saw the song and I was like, I'm gonna take a listen, and then I just said, "Fuck it," I didn't even try to listen to it. <laughs> I just, I just, I didn't even, I didn't even do it. I'm um, sick of rap as a whole, honestly. Like people just putting out most of these song, most of these rappers like they got like. Severe learning disabilities and like they just had a stroke. Like Rich Homie Quan, like he just had, he, well, I think he did just have like he had something. Like was that him? Yeah, he stroked out on the stage or something. Yeah, he had something. But he already sounded like he already raps like he had a stroke. And I'm like, man, it's just man, rap is so bad right now, man. I know you can make a song about anything and just put it like just put it out. And if it has a dope beat, it'll, it'll take off. We put a DJ Mustard beat and then have a song about, I don't know, Patty Mayonnaise. And it'll be Patty dope. <laughs> Mayonnaise. Patty Mayonnaise. You ever put Patty Mayonnaise from, from Doug? Yes, yes. Yeah. I was like, I know that sound familiar, yeah. It could be a, what is it? It could be a song about black girls who like white guys. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Call it Patty Mayonnaise, have a dance and shit. <laughs> that should have take off, man. <laughs> Petty mayonnaise, petty mayonnaise. <laughs> that should take off, dog. I think I think you should try to make it. I should make the petty mayonnaise I'll try song. To, I'll, I'll look online, try to. Find Every you. time you see a black girl with a white girl, a black a black girl with a white dude, like look at that petty mayonnaise. Petty mayonnaise. I, I support <laughs> you, dog. I say do it. I, well, su- I, I might I might make I might make the petty mayonnaise song. All, the, all these people interracial dating. I'm a product Patty. of I'm a pro, I'm cool interracial dating. I'm a product of interracial Patty dating. Manage. But that's <laughs> that'd be a funny song Patty, to make. Because they got they got the fucking song about um they got all the, the like how they call white girls like Becky or anything having to do with like cocaine. They give it like a white girl name, you know. So like, that could be a thing. And, you know, if you got could, a black girl who date white guys from Patty Man. If you could somehow like like get the whole. Peeing in the butt thing, like in the song, <laughs> I think you'll be good. I, I I think it'll be a success. Oh, I think I think niggas are rock with it. Yeah, that would just bring Doug to a whole new level, man. You <laughs> just got peeing in the butt. So now you got to just make a Doug meme and just put, you know, what I'm saying such and such and such peeing in your butthole, blah blah blah. Black girls oh, dating boss. white guys. He could date like uh, Colin Patty Mayonnaise. You could put him, um, man. It'd be good. You do a Photoshop. You could do Doug and have him sitting on the couch with uh, Olivia from the Cosby, <laughs> and uh, and make some random meme. I think it'd go. I off. know you love those Olivia from the Cosby Show memes, dude. I hate all these fucking memes. <laughs> Her, I hate the ones with Kermit. I hate all that shit, dude. Kermit just randomly took off out of nowhere, dude. And and then it's like they, they had the one with uh, you see them ones drinking drinking uh tea. Mm-hmm. Man, the Kermit I know ain't drink no fucking tea. <laughs> he's a fucking herd. And he, all the shit he said, he's not mad as bit as all. He couldn't even shake fucking piggy. <laughs> that whole ass nigga could not shake piggy ass for the life of him, dude. Like, grow some fucking balls. 
<laughs> Suck ass nigga. Kermit was a bitch, dude. Yeah, think about it, man. All that shit, you know, he just was a bitch. Like he just got punked by her ass. He's man. a little boosie of the Muppets. He was a man. He was. He... Kermit was a hoe, and he couldn't even, you know, shake her ass. Such a bitch. Kermit was a bitch, just like Boosie. <laughs> And they had like current memes going for it. like current memes been around for a minute, but like a couple of weeks ago, all of a sudden current memes just took off for some reason. Man, they got fucking popular all 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 of a sudden. I have no idea why. Fuck current memes. Fuck Olivia memes. All that Fuck shit. Patty mayonnaise. Fuck panty mayonnaise. <laughs> Fuck Doug. Fuck rappers. Fuck, fuck rappers. People who put their kids in cars and leave them there while they send dick pics. No, fuck it. Fuck everybody. Fuck fast food workers who put pickles on people's shit that don't ask for pickles. <laughs> fuck them, man. Man, I was so mad. I had a... It was... It was was it Wednesday or Thursday? I had a... I went to a little burger joint on uh, Screw Crab Evergreen Sunnies. You know, the, the slider burgers. Mm-hmm. Ordered out. I, I specifically said no pickles. Get to the car. Eat my shit in the car. Pickles all through that bitch. Like, they was like... Fuck it with me or some shit. I'm like that about tomatoes. I don't like like the whole tomato on there. Like I'm cool with like if you get like a taco and it has like the diced tomatoes in so there. Yeah, like tomato like a burger. I can fuck with tomatoes, but I don't like tomatoes on burgers. Like the whole sliced tomato that's too much. So I, I used to hate tomatoes, but now I love tomatoes on burgers. But then it's like I don't like tomatoes in like salads and shit. It's weird. Yeah. Like I went to a wedding and had you know them. Uh, I ordered. I forget the smoke. The, the cherry tomatoes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hate them motherfuckers. Then they're hard to cut if you don't have a really sharp knife. <laughs> and then I like I try to cut it up because I can't eat it whole. And then it just it just fucks up my whole salad experience and shit. <laughs> just give me onions, give me some mushrooms, cheese, give me some croutons. But fuck them tomatoes. Unless you go cut the shit up. Don't be selfish. Cut the shit up. Right. Before we wrap up, though, I had one other thing I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it on previous podcasts because I... I I didn't really want to shout out other people's podcasts, but, like, I've been listening to podcasts so much, and I kind of want to just, like, I kind of want to talk about some of the podcasts that I listen to and some of the ones that I think are dope. So, um, one of my favorites right now is, uh, The Brilliant Idiots. It's Charlemagne. Charlemagne the Guy from The Breakfast Club and Andrew Schultz, who, uh, people might recognize from, like, Girl Code, Guy Code on MTV. That's an awesome fucking podcast, man. Like, it's, like... It's probably about an hour and a half. They, they use about an hour and a half long. And all they do is they just talk. But, like, they're just so fucking funny, man. And they talk about great topics. And they usually have, when they have guests, they usually have really good guests. It's just really, really good. Is it on SoundCloud? Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. It's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. It's definitely my favorite my favorite podcast right now. Like, The Read, the Read was my favorite podcast before. And I still absolutely love The Read. But Brilliant Idiots is probably my favorite right now. Uh, I also listen to my other favorite one. It's called Guys We Fuck. It's two girls. It's, it's embarrassing to talk about that I listen to this, but it's so fucking crazy. And it's just about two girls from New York, two, I say, early 20s, maybe mid-20 white girls. And all they do is talk about guys that they fuck. And they usually have the guy who they, a guy who they fucked on the show. And they talk about the sex that they had with that guy. They talk about how they met him or their past with that person and how they got to know him or how, how they ended up fucking him. They talk about how the sex was. It's, it's, it's so crazy to sit and listen to two girls talk about uh, 
just dating as a whole and how guys approach them, how they approach guys, how they approach sex. They this, they mainly talk about sex. And these two girls do any and everything. Like they, they talk about their entire sex lives, the things that they do, the things that they like. They talk about the guys that they fucked. It's just it's it's like being like a a fly on the wall with with two girls talking about their sex lives. I feel like I'm listening to shit that I shouldn't be hearing. And it's it's a crazy fucking podcast, man. I listen to that shit all the time. I feel bad listening to it because these these two girls, man. I, I feel like they're gonna regret this show when they get older because they just put so much of their business out there. Their grandkids will be like. I think this is you, Grandma. Yeah, like I, I, I didn't know you that Grandma like Grandma. Yeah, Grandma <laughs> liked it in the ass. Yeah, it, it, man, liking it in the ass will be the ta- one of the tamest things that they talk really? about. Really, I gotta listen to it. These now. girls like they they talk about they like to get choked. They talk about are they like, white? Yeah, okay. They talk about oh, I don't think I don't think a lot of black women like to get choked. Though. I I don't know. I've never actually. I've never had that discussion, but they talk about, they're very, they call it the anti-slut-shaming podcast, because they feel like, you know, they shouldn't be shamed for enjoying sex, uh, so they don't like to be called sluts, they just are two girls who like to fuck, which, hey, <laughs> I'm not gonna go there, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit happens. Yeah, but I, I like that one, and then I listen, I like, um... I like to listen to Combat Jack show. It's uh, I I've listened to Combat Jack a few times. I thought I think he was pretty cool. I've retweeted the Combat Jack show into uh our into our feed on SoundCloud a couple of times because they had a couple interviews with Dame Dash, formerly of Rockefeller, and Dame Dash is great interviews. It's an interview show and they interview basically rappers, past, present, guys, personalities. But the interviews are always great. It, even if it's a guy who you would think, like, you might see who it is, and you think, oh, I don't know if I really want to hear what this guy say. But when you listen to it, it's always a really good show and really interesting information, really good insight into the industry, and it's just a really entertaining podcast. You, uh, it's funny, uh, I don't listen to many much more, many much more, blah, blah, <laughs> blah. That was sound fucked up. This is definitely the, uh, <laughs> the sweet tea and vodka talking. But one of the ones I do listen to is uh, the podcast series uh, "This American Life," and usually it's That's a podcast. One of the most famous ones. Yeah, it, oddly it is. I started listening to it a few years ago because uh, uh, one of my best friends he had talked about it and was like, "Man, you need to get the app." Because I had to pay like a dollar ninety nine for the app, and I was like, "Damn, I, I hate paying for apps." <laughs> but it man, it was so good. It's so worth it. Um, but Ira Glass is the uh, one of the, the main hosts on there. And they do a, a random variety of topics and so forth, but he's definitely one of the better presenters of, uh, I guess you would call them podcasts that I've ever listened to. And um, he's definitely good. So American American Life is pretty pretty much one of the most uh, pretty much the popular one I listen to. Uh, I have listened to the uh, guys who fucking before; they're hilarious. Um, you you say you listen to the Desus and oh yeah yeah Desus versus Mero yeah that's another one that's really good like all it is is basically these two guys from the Bronx and they just uh they basically just look at a story or a popular video or whatever and they just crack jokes about it and but they're well one of them is really funny <laughs> the other guy is not so funny but uh, Desus is funny enough to to make the podcast we're listening to. 
they yeah, and they just crack jokes about whatever popular shit is going on at the time. Like it'd be whatever random thing that might have happened, like Chris Brown getting out of jail, and then then they'll just like roast Chris Brown for like twenty minutes, or it'll be you know something about Rihanna and they'll roast somebody. They had a, a really good portion where they talked about there was a, a popular internet video of a dude who a dude from like I think he was Italian or something. And he was in New York on, like, vacation or something. And he was in, like, a liquor store. And he, I don't know, he popped off at the mouth or whatever. And this dude hit him. Like, they said he slapped him. The video, it kind of looks like he punched him. But he punched him or he slapped him. And the dude fell back and hit his head and died. So, like... Damn. But they talk about... Base, they just crack jokes for, like, a half hour or whatever about... A guy just slapping somebody and killing them, like, like they they gave him real nigga of the week for like oh, slapping doing, somebody and killing them. Real nigga of the week is that a topic they do every week or something? I don't think they do it on every show, but if if somebody has earned the real nigga of the week title, they do it. But it's it's, it's really funny though, so it's it's good hearing them guys crack jokes and shit. And they do like a um, they have a video portion of it on I want to say Tuesdays. Where you can see whatever it is that they're talking about, and then you see them talk about it. But then that the video version is like usually like twenty minutes long or something like that. But then they release the audio version on Friday, and it's like an hour, maybe more, where it's just an extended version. It's the same thing, and you get well, you get an extra forty minutes. So yeah, that one's really good too. So that's another one of my favorites. Man, I just I think you know it's funny. I was reading a, a topic on Twitter a couple of days ago about podcasts and coming like oversaturated and you know a lot of people started to do podcasts and it is I, it's hot shit now it is I, I and i just you know I'm, I'm glad that we we started when we did because i think that we we become i guess established in the sense um and so fuck them new ones <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i think i think it's room for you know good podcasts i mean anybody could you know sit around and record themselves talk for you know an hour and a half but you know, have some substance and, you know, it'd be good. And I think, you know, shit, we're now with, you know, our, this, in County, this one, our ninth one, and we've, I think, I'm almost certain we've uh, passed uh, a thousand listens. Because we've, we've been averaging over a hundred listens per episode. So, um, I think it's turning out pretty good. So, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm really pleased. Me too. Like I said, it, for me, it's just, it's just fun recording it. So, like, the, Whenever people listen or comment or send questions and talk about how they like it, that's an added bonus for me because I like recording it. So I'm glad when other people enjoy it. We're so, not famous or anything like that, and we don't get like a ton of views or I mean uh, listens or retweets or none of that shit. But maybe we'll get there. Maybe we want won't, but it's still gratifying to me. Yeah, I'm happy, man. It's cool. It's like you said. It's, you know, I kind of look forward during the, you know the end of the week especially since we do our we, we, we tend to do them on Sundays now because it's kind of the most convenient but it's kind of a a lot of people you know uh, they look bad on Mondays like fuck Monday but I'm like shit Monday's cool we get to release our podcast and shit so you know we got it's, it's funny we got one one uh, uh, girl or woman who likes our podcast she started a her Twitter account just so she could follow when our podcast drops and stuff. So she has like seven tweets and like six <laughs> of them are to our podcast. So between her and uh, our uh, our friend from Australia, you know, we got some decent uh, 
decent people that listen to them. So yeah, and I know there are people who are like legit waiting for our shit on Monday. Who are like, I can't wait till this shit come out, and that's like a dope feeling to me. I know I look forward to the podcast that I like to hear. They usually come out on like. Like, the Brilliant Idiots usually come out, like, Thursday. The read comes out Thursday or Friday. And I look forward to the end of the week because I know that those are going to come out. So I like the fact that I know that there are people who look forward to to ours on Monday, especially since Monday is a shit day of the week for most people. So for people to for me to know that people look forward to that aspect of their Monday, which is the worst day of the week for most people, and that they... they our podcast can be like the bright spot of their Monday. Like Fuck that's dope, yeah. man. And, and and the more I think about it now, it's like you know, I want to be able to release on Mondays just just because of that. Like exactly. ain't shit coming out on Mondays, so it's like that that coming out on Mondays that can, you know be something something good. You know, we gonna keep uh we gonna keep up this shit for Mondays. It's, how do we do this shit during football season? That's a good question. <laughs> Might have to change the day. <laughs> oh, man, we, no, we're recording we're here. Recording shit. Oh, we're, oh, fuck. Did you see nah, that shit? They, they, couldn't, they, they couldn't take it, dude. I don't no, think they, they could really take it. take it. Especially dealing with the Lions. Are we going to record on Saturdays and then just post on, on Mondays? Yeah. Because so. anytime I entertain, like, I lose sleep on this shit, man, sometimes. Like, I'm I, my intention is to go to work at 6 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. Really? And it's, yeah. Oh, gosh, well, me, really? I, <laughs> I, my goal is to get off at... 6 p.m. so I can have more time with my son, but point being is to get up at six, to be at work at 6, I need to get up at like 5, and it's already after midnight, so I'm chalking up sleep because I know that it, whenever I entertain the thought of maybe saying like, well, let's not record it tonight because I need to do this or that, I know that people are going to be disappointed to not have it on Monday, so I'm like, I'll sacrifice the sleep. And we can record it on Sunday because it's still it's the most convenient day of the week for me to record it too. But like I, I'll take the four hours of sleep and record it on Monday so that people can have it on Monday because I know that they actually want it and that people be disappointed if it don't come out on Monday. Right. I, when we got back, you know, from Ohio, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna run an errand for a minute." So, oh, yeah, I know you gonna get back. My girl was like, "Yeah, I know you get back because you got got the podcast." I'm like, "Yes, yep, you got the podcast." So, you know, between these hours and these hours, I'm like unavailable. And I'm going to have a cigar or two, and I'm going to indulge in random beverages and stuff. So Yeah, I'm going to make sure I find time. So, with that said, uh, thanks for listening. Um, you got any last words? Nope. All right, then. Well, fuck it. No last words. And, uh, fuck Lil Boosie. Fuck Lil Boosie. And, uh, uh, it was fuck somebody else, too. Uh, Kermit the Frog. Fuck Kermit the Frog. <laughs> fuck Boosie. Fuck Patty Mayonnaise. Fuck Patty Mayonnaise. <laughs> and uh, we'll see y'all next week.